0: You're listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by m Bank. Coming up, the latest in sports betting from KC Sports Network, featuring Benny and the Bets, hosted by local media personality and betting aficionado, Benny Heisler. Let's get to the show.
1: What's good, everybody? Welcome into Benny and the Betts, episode two. We are presented by m Bank. You can open an account, I should say. Emprise Bank in less than five minutes. savings just start there, though. Emprise is a trusted partner with a variety of products and services to help you achieve your goals. Do not be tethered to a brick building. Brick buildings are fine, but why have just a brick building you can go anywhere? Start a meaningful relationship with a bank that has your best in mind with Emprise Bank. Ben Heisler here, Jordan Foot producing for today's show. We are pumped because I have the sharpest mind that I have had the opportunity to get to know in the sports betting world. John Linheimer has done both sides. He has been a professional better for over a decade. He's now on the other side as a sports book manager. Uh, And this is somebody that, when I was first kind of starting off in this business, um, he was somebody that I kind of got linked up to. And not only has he been just beyond generous in, in helping me become a smarter and more informed sports better, but um, he's put it upon himself to be able to reach out and build a network to help other betters along the way. And, and what better way to be able to begin Benny and the Beth, which as we talked about in the first show, is about creating a show that's A, going to be fun, uh, because sports betting should be fun, but also to help bring more people into the fun. It can be really overwhelming. It can be tough. And again, there's always going to be the professionals that will have the edge. Trying to chase that edge is not an easy thing to do. But I think with John being on the program today, we're going to be able to learn a lot of those insights and really kind of go behind the curtain to get that understanding as to what it takes to get to that level. And then on the other side, it'll be helpful to know what a lot of these sports books are trying to do to maybe throw you off a little bit. So I'm I'm beyond excited to bring him in. Also, I should mention, too, that there is some awesome stuff happening um, heading into the NFL draft, of course, in Kansas City here. You should check out all the shows uh, over at KC Sports Network. If you're not following us on Twitter at KC Sports Network, you should be doing that as well. Uh, the fun gets going on Tuesday, April 25th at 6 p.m. It's going to be live from the tasting bar in Concourse B at the barbecue spot in the brand new KCI Airport. That's going to be an absolute blast at a chance to fly out. Uh, For the first time last week, the new airport is just... I was I was drooling. I was so happy. All the food was good. I ate in the River Market area. Uh, The barbecue spot looked amazing. Make sure you guys head on out if you're going to be around there. Uh, It's going to be a great time. Then, of course, draft day. They're going to be live from Pizza Bar. uh, No other pub Friday and Saturday. The festivities get going at 6 o'clock on Friday and 11 a.m. on Saturday. And then Sunday, the KCSN draft recap party. That's going to be over at Holiday Distillery. Make sure you guys, RSVP, check that out. Everybody is invited. Uh, So great way to conclude what's going to be an awesome weekend here in KC. But let's bring in the man that uh, I've been looking forward to talking to uh, for quite some time. And I know that after our conversation, uh, you're going to love him too. You can follow him, by the way, on Twitter at Lindheimer, L-I-N-D-H-E-I-M-E-R, John. Uh, John, it's great to talk to you. It's so good to have you on the program. Uh, thanks so much for joining us and uh, helping the people become a little bit smarter uh, in this crazy world of sports betting.
2: Uh, thanks for having me on, Ben, and congratulations on, on your new show. I know it's going to be a success like everything else you do, and I, I appreciate the kind words. And, uh, you know, ever since PAPSA and, and sports gambling has gone mainstream and legalized in, in most states, it's, uh bettors are having a blast uh, with being engaged with sports gambling in the games that they're watching, and uh, I would say the first thing that gamblers should do is just uh, just just bet on things that they enjoy and do it in a game that, that helps them, uh, do it in a way that helps them uh, enjoy the game and enjoy the time that they're putting into it.
1: That's what I think so much of it should be about too, right? And we'll dive into ways that, that betters can try to look for an edge and, and where the sports books are, are really trying to, not necessarily take advantage, but um where they might kind of throw some betters off in the process we'll we'll go through all of that but you mentioned you mentioned pafsa and and so many states now have legalized you're in the state of indiana was i think a top five state that um allowed sports betting before that. you were in mississippi um what's so fascinating about this industry particularly with your story is you spent a decade plus on the other side before you were on the sportsbook side as a professional I'd love to know how, before it started becoming legal on the U.S. side, Like, how has everything evolved? How has mobile betting, in particular, kind of changed the game for you and also for everybody else that's now really starting to dive in for the first time?
2: Well, since since the days of the um, mid-90s, and the offshore industry became uh, very popular, and a lot of people got down offshore, and they were down in Costa Rica, and uh, I spent a little time down there. And it used to be where uh, the books were not as sharp down there, and but the betters aren't as sharp as they are now either. Uh, both sides have more information at their disposal than they ever had, and um, there's still edges to be found out there, but um, it's a little trickier because players get limited uh places lose their sense of humor paying the same winners over and over and over again so uh and and actually the the limiting is one of the top complaints now of the gamblers it, it's finding the edge believe it or not isn't the hard part winning isn't the hard part it, it's main maintaining uh your your outs and not getting limited to, to pizza money at some of these places
1: how do you? Is there a way to get around it other than just finding the next possible option? Like, for example, let's say um, you know BetMGM decides that they want to limit your bet to a dollar instead of a thousand dollars, or whatever the case might be. Uh, when when is a sports book in the right? When when can they make that decision? And do they necessarily need to follow some sort of guidelines to be able to limit players?
2: Well, the gambling gambler behavior they the they profile the uh, the betting accounts, and if they have uh, and if they have an advantage player, it will it will pop up on the radar uh, uh, way sooner than it used to with the uh, technology at their disposal. There are a few things gamblers do to get around it. Um, they Tend to it, it, if you if you have gamblers that don't make a lot of withdrawals, that's good. That helps you stay on a place. Uh, believe it or not, there's other tricks like um, the people have used, such as not laying exact juice. For instance, if you're betting a money line minus one thirty, uh, a sharp gambler is going to bet six fifty to win five hundred, for instance, and they think a square or a recreational player will bet a flat 500 to win some odd amount. So if you just bet odd amounts, you know, like 11 to 10, you, you bet a hundred to win $90 and 91 cents instead of 110 to win a hundred. That, uh, that, that makes, it, it kind of puts the, the books off your trail a little bit and, and allows you to stick around a little bit longer.
1: When you, yeah. say, infor- when you say information, I, I think that can kind of be a, a bit of a loaded word for, for newer bettors some might look at information as, well, this must be some sort of an inside source or maybe they think in like grandiose terms of like the, the Tim Donahue situation in the NBA, right? Where uh, there was like an inside job and somebody had direct information as to how the refs were going to call the game. Others might look at information and say, oh, there might be a, a series of of stats that indicate that that one team has a slight edge here. You know, I I love doing first quarter bets in the NBA because you can find those stats that are readily available. And and more often than not, the first quarter spreads in a lot of these books are not reflective of where those advantages can come in. They're usually based off of the total that's already baked in. Sometimes it gets factored in, whether it be a spread or a total, but not, not all the time. So when you say information, can you kind of dive in a little bit further as to what information means to you and to, um, you know, to sharp betters in general? Well, anything that you and I, any kind of
2: info on a game uh, that you and I uh, are, are going to be able to find out, it's usually already baked in the number. The the uh, the folks making the lines have access to that information too. Um, for now, information on who's on who the betters are and what's behind them that that's more important than the cat and mouse game and um for instance sometimes you you know they even behind bad lines and 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 books will also quickly limit you if they see that you're picking off uh, uh, line mistakes uh the obvious mistakes and, and so forth but um as far as information the best uh the best thing a gambler can do. The best return on investment for a better would be to just get the best numbers out there, get as many uh, outs as you can to bet at and and just simply shop your number and get the best number every every single time at uh, that that's the best thing a gambler can do
1: so when it comes to shopping for numbers, let's say um you you're looking at a an MLB game, you're looking at the the Pirates and the Reds, for example um and initially it opens with the Reds. Uh, minus 125 favorites, and for anybody that's like very new to the betting world, um, if it's minus 125, that's the favorite. And in baseball, um, you know, money line bet, you're basically betting 125 dollars to win 100. If the Pirates in this in this circumstance are plus 115, that means on a 100 dollar bet, you'd make 115 dollars because you're betting the underdog to win straight up. But for whatever reason the reds start to move, the money starts to move towards the reds. And it goes from minus 125, which initially you might view as a fair number. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you see it at one, minus 140. Is there ever a point, and maybe basketball might be a better example, where a team opens up at minus three and you check the line a couple hours later and it's up to minus four, minus four and a half. Even if you feel like that's the direction that the line is moving in, when does that advantage go away? Like, how do you determine whether or not the line has moved too far in one direction for you to say, okay, this might be the right side, but the number isn't right?
2: Well, if the game goes from three to four and a half, I, incidentally, NBA just moves heavily off of injuries. And 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 there's there's always something behind any move. I mean, I mean these games just don't get that for no reason. But uh, if a game is three, I'm looking to find the favorite at, at minus two, or I'm look, looking to find the underdog at plus four. If I see a game goes from three to four and a half, uh, now I'm looking to lay minus three and a half if I can find it, or I'm looking to take uh, uh, plus five and a half, and, and it's just that simple. And the point spread and the point spread uh, sports just just getting an edge. Uh, in the line, it's it, it's really all there, all there is uh, that, that that's the best you can do. And uh, now, money line's a different thing. Money line, it's easier to figure out if you're betting into a, 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 a advantage situation. Whereas, if you got a game that's minus one twenty five and the underdogs plus one fifteen, uh, then if you could find minus one fifteen on the favorite, now you're in a situation where you could take the underdog plus one fifteen or the favorite minus one fifteen. So you're betting in, in a in a in a you're betting at a no house edge and that's where you want to be. Which side is the right way to bet? Probably uh the the number that you can get the most volume on is the right side. So if I can get a lot more money down it, it it less a dollar fifteen than I can at minus one fifteen, I'm gonna to wanna to keep minus minus fifteen'cause is my player. That's probably the, the uh you know, right way where you go with that.
1: Now that you're on the other side, uh sports look manager over at uh uh and, and Harris and, and Caesars, what would you say is maybe the biggest mistake that, that newer sports betters tend to make? Uh, whether it be at the window, whether it be when they're trying to uh, log into their sportsbook apps uh, and, and place a bet on the game. Where, where's one area that they can immediately try to improve as they start learning more about it? Shopping the number,
2: not thinking that, uh, well, I know there's five and a half out there, but I'm standing here looking at a five and uh, I might as well just bet it here. The, not getting the extra half point. Will definitely show at the at the end of the year. Uh, le- laying one ten on a game when there's minus one oh seven out there. Uh, that that's uh, that will definitely add up to even if you're just betting hundred dollar units and betting four or five games a day. If you're laying two or three cents, the worst of it, it it's at the end of the year, it's probably going to add up to well, uh, you know, it something in four digits uh you, what, what you're gonna uh get back just on that alone so it's um you got to get the best number and to get the best number you you, you want to have the most outs and we're in a state of indiana where they have uh, a pretty mature mobile market so it's 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 very easy to sign up for uh six or seven different places and just uh go on there and 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 shop your number and get the best number out of six or seven different uh places, and it really will make a huge difference.
1: Hey, I I can't advocate more than than what you just said. And and being here in Kansas, there's currently six books that are available. And, you know, I like to try to have even amounts or close to even amounts as possible at some of these books. If I I end up doing much better at at, at one book or if I feel like the numbers tend to be a little bit more fair, I can negotiate the number a little bit better, then maybe it'll be a little bit uneven for me. But that's another way, too that if you have a little bit of each book, you can still spread it out. And as you said, John, having that right number matters. It may not feel like it at the time. If you're betting 25 bucks a game, you know, maybe we're talking about a difference of, you know, a dollar, two dollars or so on the return. But if you're betting a couple games a day, you're, that especially even if it's just one game a day and the number is even less, at some point that number is going to add up and you'd rather just get it at the best number possible. It may not feel like a lot, But having the accessibility and with all these different places that are showing you the lines and all these books simultaneously at one point, um, it's really an easy opportunity for betters. Even the ones that just want to have some fun with it to at least know. You know, it's the same thing with shopping. You know, if you're if you're shopping for a new shirt, you know, and you want to make sure that uh, your Amazon has it for 20 bucks, but another place has it for 25 or you go to Google Shopping and you see that one place has it for $19.99 with a 20% coupon. Maybe some of these sports books are offering some promos. I can't encourage folks to do that enough because that does add up. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, stay tuned with us here on KCSN, Benny and the Bets. Uh, we're talking to one of the sharpest minds in the sports betting industry, John Lindheimer. Take a quick break. We'll be right back with Benny and the Bets. Stay with us.
0: A sports network for today's fan, KC Sports Network. Podcasts, YouTube, social media, live shows, KCSN.
1: Back at it, Benny in the Betts, Ben Heisler, John Lindheimer, who you should be following, by the way, uh, on Twitter, at Lindheimer John. He will make you a smarter, more informed, better, uh, which we all could use because uh, these sports books, John, uh, they, they tend to know what they're doing more often than not. And I think anytime uh, betters can just become a little bit more aware. Of the information around them and just feel a little bit more informed, it's going to make the process certainly a lot more fun. Now that you're on the other side, um, have you discovered anything within sort of the the bookmaking industry that maybe surprised you from your years on the other side of the field when you were trying to uh, not necessarily take advantage of the sports books, but be able to handle it as a professional better? Like what, what have you noticed now that you're on the inside looking out as opposed to the outside looking in? I've always
2: known how the books, how the books, uh, what, what, what the mindset was and the thought processes behind the numbers and taking the bets. So um, being on the inside, I, I, I just, see the behavior uh of the ga- I just look at the behavior of the gamblers and I could tell if, if if somebody who's the sharp batter and who who the recreational batters and so forth are um um it it, it there's pretty much uh, uh there's a, a sort of bureaucracy now with, with this uh with with working with a large sportsbooks that we didn't have in some of the smaller uh, sports books before, like for instance, back in in Nevada in the 80s and 90s, each each end of a, a lot of the individual shops did their own risk management. Right there, you stand at the counter, you 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 bet a few thousand on something, and then a guy went in the back and he changed the number to to what he thought it should be. After that, and it was just it was just an amazing time to bet because you could just you you could have a game minus two at one place and walk across the street and it's and it's and, and it's four at a place across the street and, um, it was just, uh, uh, really something, but, um, there are still, uh, uh, as, as far as, um, betting opportunities go though, uh, th- there's a lot of things now that, that weren't, uh, available pre paps And that's all these, uh, sports books that are competing for the, the same customers and offering these promotions and um, it, it's really a fun time for a, a casual or, or semi-casual better just to pick up free money. And um, one of the things that, that new betters should be doing right now is taking advantage of all these promotions. It's it's really amazing at, at some of these um, promos they have, especially for first-time startups. And then once you're at once you're betting with a place, they um, we're offering boosts. Uh, odds boost and special uh, uh, odds on certain picks. And and those are, are are also profitable. There's a gentleman on Twitter and uh, his Twitter handle is the promo guy, one, two, three, yeah. promo guy, one, two, three. And you follow that guy. It, it's just, just put him on the alerts and he puts this stuff out with the, which, which um, boosts and, and uh, promos are advantageous and just tells you what to play. And I mean, that's picking up, uh, an, an easy 500 to a thousand a month. with with almost, almost no work, you know, little things like that and pick the low hanging fruit that's out there. And and there's, and there's a lot of it. And, uh, the, um, like, as, as we said before, the challenge is just, uh, maintaining your routes. And, uh, I, I, it's kind of funny because, um, they had statistics on how many women were signing up for sports betting and and every and and the uh the sports books were um, su- surprised that that so many women were signing up for for sports betting for 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 new accounts and uh you know all, all the all the husbands out there that signed their wives up because they got limited there' you know lot <laughs> people well, we're, we're, we're laughing about that but uh you know I, some didn't put two and two together on that one, but that's exactly what's been going on, uh, believe it or not. I, I I know some people that signed sign up extended members of their family, and at six or seven out of uh, one household, it's really something. But they have ways to combat that now too. So, um, But for a, somebody who wants to bet on the up and up, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit. And uh, and it certainly makes it a lot of fun. When Winning. wins a lot, a lot more fun than losing.
1: That's true. I I want to run some some questions by you uh, a bit rapid fire that I, I get a lot and and I try to explain it as best I can. But uh, having you on the show, I I think will provide some some much needed perspective. Um, so let's let's go rapid fire through these. Um, who sets the odds? Is it sportsbook by sportsbook? Is it one sort of singular place and then sportsbooks will adjust? Tell me a little bit about the odds setting process for each game.
2: It doesn't come from the big computer in the sky and it's not as scientific as everybody thinks. They've just power ratings and they come out with sort of a a, um, a, a, com- a, a computer generated line with plus opinions are put into it and there'll be one or two places that put the line out first and then the line gets kicked around for, for a little bit. And then after that, uh, everybody copies, uh, what, what the line is at about eight or 9am uh, on a given morning. That's uh, it, it. It involves a lot of caught co- just just simply copying what the consensus line is because the way things are now, you don't have to stand too far from the crowd to be noticed.
1: When do you feel is the opportune time to hedge?
2: Hedge hedge uh, only when the hedge bet is an edge in and of itself. Like I had so many people coming up to me uh, in, in the final four. They had, they had Connecticut at 50 to one, 25 to one. And here Connecticut, uh Connecticut, given, given the, the, modest seed that they had are now five and a half point six point favorites in the final four game and then they get the championship and they're seven and a half point favorites i mean it's just a dream situation and they're talking about hedging it and 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 it in giving money back i mean at that point the 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 gamble's already already out of it and uh don't give up your edge by uh worrying about betting on uh, both sides and 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 betting into a, a negative, uh, a negative even hedge on it. Just, uh, just know that when you hedge at a at a number that is in and of itself not an edge, then uh, you're you're going to give away money in the long run.
1: Newer bettors love parlays. They love the same game parlay option. From an entertainment perspective, it's fantastic. If you're focusing on a singular game. How do you feel about it when it comes to an actual betting option?
2: I think it's cool. Again, uh, take advantage of promos on it. Some of them will give you boosts, some more, uh, the more legs that you put on it. So take advantage of that. Um, there are promos where they'll give you, if you bet same game parlay, they will uh, give you a free bet if you lose it, like a no sweat parlay and such. There's those. Also, plug in your your picks, the same game parlay, uh, plug in the same parlay at several different places because the outcomes. Sometimes you'll get a a same game parlay that'll pay three to one at one place and it'll be plus 450 at another. And that's just a a significant difference. And you you have very widely ranging uh, payouts on those same game parlays for the same picks, depending on where you bet it. So definitely. I'll take the time to plug those those in. Do
1: you still look at props as still maybe the most profitable market when it comes to sports betting, or or do you feel like the books have caught up more so than ever before, even on the prop market when there's so many different options? The mainstream
2: betting options, the sides and totals and money lines on games, NFL, hockey, uh, football, um, uh the baseball basketball the main the mainstream betting options that has the most liquidity and and those numbers are strong and that's why they take massive bets on those yes uh the propositions and the other markets that have less liquidity perhaps first halves first quarters uh, definitely look at those because uh the the books take less money on those way lower limits that's uh what does that tell you that's uh th- th- that's that's where the, they can be beat, especially, and they know it. And that's why they have lower limits on those. But I'll tell you what, I, I, I've seen I've seen my place take massive. Uh, bets even uh, on on uh, on propositions. So the the there's so many people starting to bet props now, and that's become so popular that uh, that
1: they're,
2: they're they're actually becoming less afraid of taking big wagers on those.
1: All right, let me let me kind of flip the script on you a little bit. Tell me about the most nervous you've ever been placing a large bet. And on the flip side, have you ever been nervous when somebody came into the shop and placed a massive bet at your book? You, which of those two stories maybe uh, stands out to you the the most? Okay, you're asking if I'm making a bet for myself and I'm, and I was nervous... Yeah. Tell tell me tell me if there was one time in your in your long time professional betting career, like where you felt you felt real good about a bet, and and then all of a sudden, as soon as you put down that big number, you're like, oh, did I make a mistake? Like walk walk me through that process a little bit.
2: Well, when I when I when I for a living, if I felt nervous about it, then that meant probably uh, I, I was probably uh, betting. betting higher than I should have. That's, that's your gut telling you that, that, uh, you're, you're stepping outside your comfort zone a little bit. And the, the way I used to do it is I wouldn't make three or four or five large bets a day. I I'd make, um, I would just get numbers. And like you said, we would get props and first half, first quarters and first innings. And I'd make uh, 30 to 50 bets a day. So I'm not going to have too much riding on, on really any one side. And, uh, I, I had a NFL Sunday where I had over 200 different bets and I'd have to write them all down. Cause I, you know, I forget where I had, but because you, you really, um, it, it, it lessens your exposure to, to variance. If you can find numerous edges every day, if you find, if, if you're only making three or four or five, uh uh, bets a day, um, that's fine if you've got the edge, but you're gonna be more susceptible to variance. But uh um, no, I, I as long as I know that I'm betting uh I'm I'm getting a good number. i I was never nervous about betting any any good number, no. no.
1: Not even um, early not even early on in the career. There wasn't that first like oh boy, what did I just get myself into?
2: Well, if I was nervous earlier on in my career, because I didn't didn't know everything I, I I was I was still on the you know, still learning a lot and uh and I'm sure and I'll t- I'll I'll tell you what, um you've gotta you gotta know when you have the edge and when you don't. If you think you have the edge but you don't, you're you're gonna you're gonna get punished. And that's the part where it, r- it really gets tricky for uh professional gamblers or, or or any gambler. Uh sometimes you can win, you 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 can win a lot and yet you you're not getting the edge in the stuff that, that you're betting. So uh but, but you can but you can also be losing and still get the edge too. So so if you run on a you know if you're running on a losing streak and things aren't going your way, it, it's uh you, you gotta ask yourself, is this just variance or, or am I not getting the edge? And it's uh it's really tough to uh it's a fine line. The um it's a difference between having Half of one percent, the edge, or half of a one percent against you—just that 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 very fine line—and that's the difference between never having to work again or 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 just constantly going broke. swords. sports, it, it's just that just you know a
1: half a percent
2: either way. It's
1: like so, that build, uh, that that poker idiom, right? Like if you can't spot the sucker at the table, then you're probably the sucker. Yeah, I, maybe, but I, I, I'll tell you, we've taken some
2: large bets at the play it 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 um harzu park uh we had one gentleman come in and uh he bet a hundred thousand on uh a first half total in an n f l game last year and i think that was the largest bet we took uh in cash up there and all I'm concerned about is uh whether or not uh we we had a we had the number we should have and and we did uh he's getting a little bit of a bargain. He, he went over 20 and a half laying a buck 15. And it was a dollar 20 dollar 25 everywhere. It's getting a little bit of uh getting the best uh get a nice number and yep. what he wanted, but by no means did, did we have an awesome number. It wasn't, you know, 21 flat or anything like that around. So just wrote it out. But as far as me booking a number, I just want to make sure I, I I'm, I'm not uh, the guest isn't betting into an edge.
1: Let's take a quick break. I want to talk futures and, and kind of navigating the futures market uh, with our guest, John Linheimer, who you can follow on Twitter, at um, Linheimer John. He is the sportsbook manager over at Harris Hoosier Park, uh, one of the sharpest gambling minds in the industry and uh, proud to call him a friend. Uh, he has been helping a lot of casual bettors, novice bettors, and, and even the pros uh, navigate this world. Uh, for the last several years, and uh, you'd be uh, a smarter better if you gave him a follow uh, and checked out some of his work and some of his knowledge. Take a quick break right here. Be back with more Benny and the Bets closing things out. Uh, coming up next, stay with us.
0: You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this.
1: All right, John. As we close things out here on episode two of Benny and the Bets, I, I want to talk to you about the futures market. Know you're a big baseball guy. When you uh, we're starting to take a look at all the different numbers available, Uh, obviously here in Kansas City, there's not a lot of expectations right now uh, here on the Royals. Where they're as uh, Fran Freshilla once said about uh, a player in the NBA draft, they seem like they're a year away from being a year or two away. Uh, Did you you look at the futures market at all this year in Major League Baseball and, and say to yourself? There's a couple of uh plays that uh, that may might have caught your eye.
2: Well, um actually ap- after Tampa went on this tear, I-, I started looking into their uh in- into their division prices because they just they their pitching that they have and uh that they- they've been just amazing. And uh their division odds went all the way down well, I-, I saw one forty five at it it won, uh one place I saw $1.75 at another. We had $245. Mm. And then I and then I called the trading department and just had them take a look at it. And then next thing they lowered it to $225, but uh still value there. Um futures, uh, as a better, you gotta remember you're tie- you're tying your money up the whole season. And I will tell you that the books love they they love accepting futures wagers. They always say, oh yeah make sure you write off futures sheets because those typically uh, have 25 to 35% of house edge baked into them. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not edges on there. It just means that uh, it, you've got to pick your spots there. Again, you have to shop the uh, the numbers. And if I'd say that there's anything to look for, I'd say especially look for Futures in a market where there's a decided favorite, perhaps, uh, perhaps they have a a, a a tennis player for for example that's plus a dollar fifty to win the tournament, and and this player should be uh, act, actually should should be odds on favorite, and so that used to be quite 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 prominent in the, in, in the day. Um, that, that's a, that was a very common mistake that they'd made and they make a lot less mistakes these days, but they, there's still out there. And, you know, the books are worried about getting beat with a 10 to one or a 20 to one. And they're not realizing that, uh, that that favorite at um, you know, the, the, the chalk they have, and they're given two to one odds on them, the thing should be even money or less. Do you know what I'm saying on that? So, yeah. And, and, and also... Once the season is, is is underway, keep an eye out for teams that are moving the way up in the standings, and uh, bookmakers might have some futures that they're not updating as much as they should, and uh, a little sleepy. And then you you can definitely get get value there, especially in a sport in, in sports that have uh, wild cards like uh, baseball. Um, you can often uh, get a team that starts out uh, starts out badly and get some uh, some some pretty crazy odds on them, and 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 uh, and they can make a worse race out of it. Uh, I've seen it before. Uh, teams win Miami when they won the World Series in uh, uh, two thousand and three. Yeah. They were three hundred to one at one point uh, midway through the season, and meanwhile they were only four games out of a wild card and just just look for situations like that where the odds are not updated uh, uh as they should be during the event we just had one last weekend uh in nascar um dirt race and uh reddick was uh a, a six and a half to one and i think um who, who was the favorite man hamlin was hamlin maybe yeah, Ad-
1: your our guess is as good as mine when it comes to to NASCAR. That is not a uh, as not a market that I have taken a lot of time diving into just yet. Well, Reddick was
2: was was plus six fifty, and to finish in the top three was plus one eighty. Redick gets bet to be the favorite, and he goes down to four fifty, and they still have that top three at mm. one eight. Look for stuff like that. That's the kind of edges you look you look for as a gambler, and um, also. If you can find two-way markets it makes betting futures a lot more clearer. For instance um say uh, say you have say you have the uh Tampa Bay Rays at uh plus 175 to win the division and minus 225 that they won't. Now you know if you get plus 225 that's uh that's a that's a break even or a plus plus even situation. To bet. So that when you have two way markets, that makes it a lot easier to identify edges.
1: All right, John McCoy, I'll let you go and uh, love getting a chance to catch up, get smarter when it comes to this industry. I want to get your thoughts on on age one on betting the NFL draft. Obviously, it's coming to Kansas City, it's a major event here. And I remember last year in trying to navigate where Jacksonville was going to go with that number one pick because Aiden Hutchinson was a topic of conversation for a long time. There was some debate that they might go offensive tackle. We knew they weren't going to take quarterback, um, and they said that they were going to stand pat with that number one pick, and all of a sudden, it was like right around a week or so before the draft got started. You saw Trayvon Walker slowly start to to see his number get moved up the board, and this was somebody number that was sitting around, you know, like plus 200, week and a half before the draft, next thing you know, it's starting to creep up in the ones. He's now at even money. Then he's minus 110. And next thing you know, this guy's up to, to minus 500. That line moved rapidly. But at one point, even like a week or so before the draft even began, there was value on the board. And I can't help but look at how Bryce Young, who at one point was still that favorite to be the number one pick, for Carolina, he falls down after the P.J. Stroud workout. And now we're getting the whole flip-flop and Bryce Young is the undisputed favorite to to go number one again. Do you think bettors have missed the opportunity to dive in on that pick for the number one overall pick between Bryce Young over CJ Stroud? Or do you still think there's a chance of maybe there could be even more movement because we're still you know a couple weeks out from this thing?
2: Oh, absolutely there could be more movement. And what you said is crucial if you're going to bet a market like that the NFL draft uh it, it's uh the last NBA draft just have wild swings and that's because uh diff- different uh insiders would would come out with what they were uh hearing and and that would affect the line but you need to pay attention to the line moves like you said and if you see something going it, it's two to one and now it's going down to 120 130 place go find go find a two to one if you can or a plus 180 uh, again, there's the, but I, I wouldn't worry, uh, too much about one, uh, you know, pick the, the number one overall pick. There's so many different markets in this, how many quarterbacks are going to be, uh, yeah. what, what round the first uh, defensive guys are going to pick, get picked in. I get these, there's two way markets on these go and see what markets they have at all the different outs that you have that you bet at. And, uh, examine those closely a lot of them you'll you'll have uh you'll have arbit- um our uh, ar- opportunities arbitrage w- where you can scalp these numbers and and uh the pluses out there are higher than the minus and you could get a situation where you reduce the juice on by staying heavy on, on the bet that you like or just you can make bets that that you don't even risk capital that you're you're gonna win win a little bit no matter what but uh I would definitely be looking at those two-way markets because those are the ones that it's easiest to identify uh, which way it's going, and and, uh, and those are also going to be the markets that lazy numbers can be found because this stuff gets traded manually, and and traders can't be looking at, at a thousand different things at one time. They just they just can't. So that's uh that that that's how you get value out there. That you got to look and you got to know where you can find it, which places uh, that you bet the, that you can find certain types of edges. And uh, for instance, I'm sure the, the the places that you bet at, you, you know, this place, I, I find good numbers on the basketball stuff, I bet. Whereas another book, uh, you find at edges edges in maybe the baseball props. And just, uh, yeah, learn where and when you can find the edges, and that will help. Uh, that that'll that'll give you a much better return on investment on on your time. And that's important.
1: John, I'm so glad you were able to join us on uh episode two, the first full episode uh of Benny and the Betts. I'm looking forward to picking your brain uh throughout the course of the year, especially heading into football season. I know that uh you've gotten some fantastic information um over the last several years. People want to be prevy. To some of those information, see when uh, the razor wire is starting to to come in. Where you gotta, as you like to say, put uh, put on those gloves because it's not stuff that uh, the kid should be handling. Uh, I mentioned your, I mentioned your Twitter account. We find you.
2: That's how sharp it is. Uh, uh, LinkedIn, I'll put my razor wire plays out on LinkedIn and and Twitter. Although I will tell you, uh, things I do on Twitter, um, it's a lot of baseball card stuff. So, uh, uh you, you know, and not so much the gambling, uh, I, uh, that's kind of a Twitter, Twitter's just, uh, a, 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 a social outlet for me, but, uh, I do less the gambling stuff I, I'll put out on LinkedIn.
1: All right. And I'll make sure that, uh, I, I go ahead and, and share that, uh, for everybody that's, uh, joined us today, make sure that, uh, you, you connect with John. He's good people. He's, uh, someone that, uh, I'm proud to call a friend and, uh, I've learned so much in this, in this industry from. John, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us. It's going to be a great season here on Benny and the Bets coming up uh, in a couple days. we will get you set for the NBA playoffs with uh, with my good friend, Justin Fensterman. You can follow him on Twitter at Sports. He of SiriusXM, uh, NBA radio and SiriusXM fantasy sports and the Better Sports Network. We are going to go through all the different matchups ahead of the NBA playoffs coming up this weekend. Again, my thanks to John Lindheimer. My thanks to Jordan Foote. Uh, BJ Kissel, Tucker, and the rest of the crew here at KCSN. Make sure you guys are checking everybody out. Go check out John and, and all of his work uh, over at Caesars as well. Thanks for all of you guys for being part of Benny and the Bets. Until next time, may all of your best bets hit. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
3: The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better.